Bonjour. Bonjour. How are you? Comment s'appelles-tu? Ah, uh, uh, non. <laughs> I don't speak any other French. Ah, uh, you, you, uh, you uh, would say, uh, ça va bien. Or, ça va that's, bien. I'm good. Or, like, uh, ça va très mal. I'm very bad. Um, so, you know, you can do that kind of stuff. Um, at least that's my recollection of the two years of French that I took in high school, uh, which was a very long time ago now, uh, and is not, strictly speaking, super applicable to uh, the kind of stuff that you do in France, uh, where you order food and stuff like that. Because you don't ask people how they're doing in France, because they don't <laughs> they don't care. They're, they're, you know, fully wage paid workers. They're not there to like chat with you like a underpaid Applebee's uh, waiter. Um, so, you know, you gotta, you gotta just like, be very Pointed things on the menu. Well, I was able to, to you know, say the stuff that I needed to say. You know, uh, un espresso. Ec- I'm sorry, espresso. Because it's the only country where you say espresso instead of no espresso. way. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, isn't that a fun fact? Um, and uh, and then or you could say un café. But if you say un café and they realize immediately that you're an American, they'll ask you if you meant espresso because they uh would just assume that you're talking about a uh like american style drip coffee which they don't serve uh, anywhere really um so yeah wow that's yeah. okay that's you say, good to know see vous play for please yeah it's so long see vous play mm-hmm it's like the, the long thanks. <laughs> yeah, the, the long thanks. And uh, there's so many letters that just seem to be ignored in French. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got the whole thing of like, uh, the easiest way to remember it is you don't say the thing on the end unless there's an E after it and you don't say the E. So, you know, for the most part, if you were to say like, uh, what is it like, beaux arts, you, you wouldn't say the e that would be on the end of the a r t e oof anyway so you know it's not that bad it's i mean it's not portuguese i'll tell you that uh, portuguese <laughs> i when we went to porto and uh lisbon i was just like well, i don't know what to do uh everything's so confusing to me you like you'd see it spelled out somewhere and you'd be like i can figure out like from my knowledge of french and even less knowledge of spanish uh, in Italian, like where, you know, these romance language, like bits and pieces go in order to like form the context that I need to understand what's happening. But the spoken Portuguese, totally different than what you would expect from any sort of pronunciation that you might, you might anticipate from Spain or France. So, you know, that's just something that uh, threw me for a loop on that trip in 2019. But uh, I think the thing that threw me the most for the loop was uh, Apple Maps directions uh, when I was in Paris. We're not very good, but uh, we're fine in London. So I don't know. Maybe oh. that's Apple's anti-French bias. Um, they don't understand the French either. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's all about freedom. So we don't, oh, we don't really mess around with maps there. Freedom maps. Um, yeah, but, uh, how are you doing? Uh, it's been a long time since we had a chance to talk because of yeah. things. Because of things and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been a while. It's been a while. Um, <laughs> don't know why that song always comes to mind, but it does. Uh, yeah, I, 
Let's see. Uh, wrapping up on the year. I mean, everybody's doing that, but uh, mm-hmm. specifically with work, when one wraps up on the year, it means uh, going back and looking at all of the shows that you did over the course of the year and finding highlights from those shows so that the two weeks at the end of the year when the Twit Studios are dark, those videos are able to play. Um, we call them the best ofs. And that is because we, again, are uh, completely dark during that time. And so that's always a process that involves a lot of stuff. Um, and I think <laughs> it's it's the the outside of trying to line up everything when I'm taking time off, uh, the end of the year is the busiest time of the year for me, mm-hmm. um, which I'm sure will make some people um, chuckle because if I stop and think about <laughs> all of the things that I do in a week on the weeks that aren't that busy, it's still so much. So yeah, uh, particularly weighed down with all of those things. Um, but Again, well underway, so that's good. I'm excited about that. Um, And we'll have that out of the way uh, very soon. And let's see, what else? Um, No, that's pretty much it. There's not really a a whole lot else other than I've been playing around with uh, some different tech things. Uh, It's not not physical gadgets, but... um, sort of, I guess, ephemeral gadgets like ChatGPT and uh, Stable Diffusion and all of that stuff. Um, Yeah, I think that's what all has gone down since the last we spoke. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, I (laughs) I understand that whole thing because it is also the busiest time of the year for me. I remember being a kid and it was like the best time and it seemed to like take forever the lead up to christmas yes you would just be so full of anticipation and i realize a lot of that probably has to do with the fact that very little work is happening at school uh during this time period and most of the schools that i went to you'd stop working somewhere in like the week or two weeks before christmas really um Mm -hmm. like in college you'd be sent home early or something like that and so it's just like you had time where you weren't working and then as an adult, what happens is everyone's working in order to make up for being off for Christmas. Yep. So you are just so full of work that you can't mm-hmm. appreciate the lead up to Christmas at all. Um, and I, I don't, I don't appreciate that. <laughs> I have to say, no, full of work uh, with work, and then full of work outside of work because you're also mm-hmm. getting the gift giving uh, holiday in place, uh-huh. and right before that, which I've, I've mentioned it before on the show, like Thanksgiving, favorite holiday, has always been my favorite holiday because it's like low stress Christmas. Um, but even still, as an adult, leading up to that, you know, you're trying to plan. Oh, what are you gonna? What are we gonna be bringing? Where are we going if we're going somewhere? Um, um, you know, what are we doing with the dogs? What all of this stuff. And it's like as a kid, you just didn't have to worry about any of that. You just got to got to just just live it. And then as an adult, or I mean as a kid too, around Christmas time, typically, uh, at least as as a very a rather young child, you weren't concerned about gifts for other people. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to like get that uh, out of the way or, you know, figure that out. Like it wasn't until 
probably high school, maybe, I mean, maybe middle school where I spent a little bit of the money that I had on uh, getting my mom a gift or something like that. But I didn't do, you know, in high school, then it was your friends uh, that you, that you, you know, your, your closest friends in school and then your uh, parents and perhaps even your siblings, if you can, your grandparents. And then of course, as an adult, it's like, everybody's getting gifts because that's how this works. And so I'm actually very pleased this year because of all of the ridiculousness of, of um, inflation and pandemic and uh, everything that's led to people not having as much money, my family um, decided to do a name draw. And so one needs only to worry about one other person. And so I was very happy. Uh, and I, you know, my, my partner's part of it as well. And so it was funny, because I, I, asked him, hey, my mom wanted to know if you wanted to be part of the uh, name draw. And he was like, oh my gosh, yes, that's so awesome. I wish my family would do that. And I was like, honestly, I wish your family would do that too. <laughs> because <laughs> although I've got the the sort of, um, you know, lessening of stress with my family, then it's still uh, his direct family that I'm thinking about. Luckily, there are only one, two, three, four of them. So it's not it's not a whole lot um, like it is with my family, but still, it's just it. Yeah, uh, Christmas for adults is just nightmarish. And then yeah. I think too about I like I kind of feel bad for my partner because he's uh, obviously thinking about my birthday and doing whatever he's going to do on mm -hmm. that day. And so it's like, oh, you have the stress of Christmas and you have that. Oh, it just all adds up. And it's, then like, I'm sweaty. <laughs> it is. It's so funny to me that you're uh, worried about Sebastian being under too much pressure from your birthday. Whereas I'm like, please pay attention to me, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, don't forget. Don't forget. It's coming mm -hmm. up. I, yeah. this, it's, it's a milestone for both of us this mm -hmm. year. It We're is. We're both turning 30. <laughs> plus or minus 10 um so yeah i mean it's it's a you know i it's one unfortunate thing it's always been an unfortunate thing to have a a birthday so close to christmas because mm -hmm. everything is christmas oriented and everyone in their schedules is christmas oriented so you can't uh justify um certain things like uh we're not getting you know we're not gonna not go any a trip or something yeah right yeah we're not gonna go anywhere or do anything like super special for my birthday because i have to fly to tampa to you know spend the more important part the christmas part with my family um so you kind of have to like make those trade-offs where it's like i wanted to go to palm springs but uh you know you don't always get what you want for your uh only going to happen once 40th birthday um you uh, <laughs> just have to realize that maybe one of these years christmas will somehow be at a different time of the year and you'll be able right. to do something fun for your birthday i don't know but you, uh, you keep your fingers crossed that that is what will happen <laughs> no i i will say i, I gotta I, I give props to my mom because this always comes up uh anytime someone learns that my birthday is six days away from christmas my mom told me uh my mama told me anyway <laughs> she told me that when I was born, somebody made that comment about, oh boy, his birthday's so close to Christmas. And she said, I will never let him feel like because his birthday's so close to Christmas that his birthday gets lost. And all throughout my childhood, I never felt that. Um, it wasn't until, you know, I started sort of 
actively participate. Once you're once you're older and you have people who are trying to celebrate you, and then you become involved in that process of what do you want to do for your birthday, that kind of thing. When you have that awareness, then like you're talking about, you know, you're you're doing those trade offs and going, okay, I know we're going to do this for Christmas, so probably can't do this for the birthday, and da 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 da. Um, so once you have a little bit of control, then I think that's where it really does come into play. But um, yeah, I just I never uh, had to feel that growing up, which was pretty cool that uh, she she did a great job of going, hey, this is when your birthday happens, this is when Christmas happens. I think the siblings. Um, my siblings, the only one who had that happen, it worked better for him uh, because he was born on July 3rd. And so we would celebrate his birthday. His We would celebrate with everyone on July 4th. We would, of course, I think my mom would give him his you know gifts on the 3rd, but we would all celebrate on July 4th. And then he loved it because he got fireworks at his birthday. So that one works a lot better, I think, than the end of the year deal where you've got gift giving holidays at the same time that, you know, there's this personal gift giving holiday, I guess. I don't know what you gift giving event. <sighs> yeah. I mean, I always kind of got screwed um, for Aww. that. Yeah. I mean, my, my mom would try it, to separate it out as much as she could, but she was, you know, working. Um, and so there were certain, uh, certain birthdays where I had a cake that had poinsettias on it. And sometimes you know, you'd also, uh, once she forgot the day of my birthday when she was agreeing oh, no. to Saturday for hosting uh, a Christmas party for her coworkers and <sighs> didn't realize that until cause she was thinking about the day of the week instead of thinking about the, the date. Yeah, the um, day of the month. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, I was I was a, a little bit of a brat apparently about that um but uh that's you, you know that's just how it goes i mean it, it was it, it, the biggest annoying thing is when you have um uh the uh birthday slash christmas presents um and also yes. i have a sibling that has a birthday that is also in december uh oh, and no. so there were birthdays slash christmas slash other birthday presents sometimes oh or no joint birthday or joint christmas um and those those things and you know it's as an adult i don't yeah, care you look back right exactly yeah, but like yeah. when you're a kid you're like no this needs to be for me this is, this is to be mine it's mine yeah. yeah yeah and i uh yeah i i totally understand that and i think that you know it, it also depends i think on on the family as well. Um, cause I've had friends who the whole family never made a big thing out of birthdays. And so mm-hmm. for them, it was just not something, but if your family like makes birthdays a thing for everybody else, and then just because yours is so close to the holiday, it's not treated that way. That's, that's, uh, it will be a bummer. And, you know, uh, children don't have, um, all of the, coping mechanisms in place that we are meant to have by the time we're adults or when we become adults. And so it's understandable that you would have been a little bratty at the time. Um, my in, in college, my friend's birthday was December 18th. Uh, and of course mine's the 19th. And so we 
purposely. Like we wanted, because we had the same group of friends. So we celebrated our birthdays together on uh, one year would be the 18th, the next year would be the 19th. And that way we kind of all had our group of friends together for uh, each of us. And that was fun because in that case, like you wanted that joint birthday. But yeah, certainly as a child, it's like, um, how come everybody else gets to have their special day, but mine has to be grouped in or lumped in with everybody else's? That's not fair. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's, I don't know, I'm not interested. You still made it to adulthood, you're fine. Yeah, (laughs) everything's okay, I would like to clarify. Like, there's no... This this is like a a very specific uh, kind of complaint that in the grand scheme of things, of course, we both know does not matter, and it's not that big of a deal, and... Like we've said, we look back and go, oh, wow, you know, just it was at the time the biggest thing in the world. But, you know, once you're once you can have that retro, like look back on it and you go, oh, well, it wasn't that big of a deal. Right. I still made it. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to survive this year, too, I guess. Um, Maybe. Yeah. Are you doing anything special for your birthday or is Sebastian planning something? I don't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I probably, um, but so I like, he is the opposite of me and that a surprise party or any sort of surprise kind of thing would just, it would be the worst thing in the world. And so I don't do that for him on his birthday. Um, you know, at the most, it would be uh, that there was an unexpected uh, gift or something that was included that, you know, uh, he never would have got this. Those surprises are okay, obviously, Uh, but not any kind of like, oh, we're going to this place and you don't know where it is. And then when we get there, who knows what will happen? Or, you know, you're, you're eating together and then suddenly 10 people show up or whatever. That's not his uh, jam. Mm -hmm. I don't mind that. Um, So I think the, the biggest problem is that, what I've always done on my birthdays in the past is go to a club and go dancing because I love to go to a club and go dancing. But I have obviously, well, first of all, ever since moving to California, I haven't done that because um, Petaluma <laughs> does not <laughs> does not have like there are there are two or three bars and they sometimes have an okay DJ, but the music is not the main focus. Um, and so I came from in Missouri, living in uh, two different college towns where the music was great, the clubs were great, and you didn't feel like you were going to I don't know uh, get punched in the face by a guy wearing cowboy boots or something and uh yeehaw petaluma not exactly the same um so i just ever since moving to petaluma i haven't had the chance really uh too often i've gone a few times into san francisco uh and gone to some clubs there and then of course when the pandemic hit that made it even less likely that that happened so um the birthdays have been pretty low-key which is fine because that's just how it is but at the same time when you turn a year older, you start to think about how you're a year older and you're like, hey, you know, eventually I'll be many years older than the year older I am now. And I want to get these things, these things that I like to do. I want to do them while I'm able to do them and don't feel uh, out of place, which I think would probably happen about like 55 or 50. 
And I'd be like, I'd, you know, go to a club at 50 to 55. I mean, and, I don't I mean, know. There are probably people <laughs> who are 50 to 55 who have just to find time at a club. And I don't know how I'm going to feel when I'm 50 to 55. As I, as it stands right now, I'm feeling like I need to, you know, get, get that, get back to that because it's been so long since I've been able to do that. And I really, that is how I liked to spend my weekends. Um, how Micah got his groove back. Yes, exactly. Exactly. No, but <sighs> so, yeah. Are you so, doing something? Uh, no, because I, no. I just said we're just uh, the overlap with the travel and stuff. It'll just be a, a nice dinner, um, which, you know, it's fine. Good. Yeah. But are nice you, dinner. you know, pop pop down to San Francisco, you think? No. Well, actually, I don't know. I should probably check in and <laughs> see if he has already laid plans um, or if we, if he hasn't, in which case then, um, maybe I'll throw down some hints. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, cause typically what I do is I say, what, um, what food do you want and what dessert do you want? And then I make it. And so, uh, t- for the last two years, not this year, not this past year, but the previous two years, I, did uh Chinese takeout but made at home um the like the most amazing orange chicken I I've ever had obviously <laughs> whenever you're talking about orange chicken that you buy uh, as takeout it's you know it's like a, a gel an orange gel that they put on there and it's not great this you you uh marinate the chicken overnight with orange peels and all of these spices and uh so I made all of this different stuff, uh, crab rangoon and, um, or I guess now they're calling them like crab wonton wraps or something, uh, and egg rolls and all this other stuff. And then, um, this past year it, or this past birthday, uh, it was a Viking feast. And so I made, um, rosemary and garlic rack of lamb. And, uh, I did some research on what the Vikings ate at the time. And, uh, they did eat actually a lot of, um, nuts and, and fruits and, um, some leafy vegetables. Uh, and so I did like a, a salad with, with some, I think, I can't remember. There was some fruits and stuff in there that I, I added. Uh, and what else was it? Oh, uh, mead. Mm. Well, I, I got some, uh, Chaucer's mead. And I think that was it. There was something else I don't remember now. Um, and then his dessert this year was a uh, cherry. It was a it was a black forest cake, but instead of being a black forest cake, it was a white forest cake. So it had like the cherry kirsch sauce, um, but it had white chocolate and white cake and all of that, uh, as opposed to the you know, standard cherry forest cake. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it was fun. Uh, I, I always enjoy doing that. And, uh, the two previous years he wanted peanut butter pie. So I'm, <laughs> the recipe always ends up making two pies. So he would always freeze one <laughs> and have it, you know, over the course of the next like three months or something. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's good. It's very thoughtful. Um, so I hope he takes the hint and takes you, uh, to San Francisco, maybe you guys can uh, have a nice hotel room so you're not venturing back up across the bridge. 
um, or bridges or whatever. I don't know. Depends on the routing. Um, but uh, <laughs> yeah, right. have a have a have a good grand old time. Have a holly jolly birthday. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, any anything technology related for you as you're closing out the year i because i don't really have anything other than i bought a new laptop sleeve and i've got my gripes about apple stuff and maps and things um but um yeah i'm really happy with the uh apple watch ultra i will Mm -hmm. say um did you go diving with it yet i haven't gone diving because now it's cold (laughs) um but I am planning on doing that uh, in the coming summer, uh, getting the lessons and stuff. And uh, even though I've got tiny wrists, I have gotten used to it. And it the battery lasts forever, which is wonderful. Um, it... What was the other thing that I was... Oh, yeah. Um, in fact, just last night, uh, there was a small gathering of my coworkers, uh, kind of an end of the year thing. And we, uh, left the house and arrived and everything. We get there and I went to pull out my phone and I realized I didn't have my phone. So on my Apple watch, I opened up the find devices app and it showed that my watch was, I mean, my phone was at home. So good that it didn't fall in my pocket, but wow, I love my phone at home. Um, but with the cellular connectivity on the Apple watch, I was just fine. Um, I didn't, there wasn't really anything that I needed to stay up to date on, but I was able to. Um, and yeah, it was kind of neat just going without the phone and not really having it be much of an issue for me um, to, you know, do whatever it was that I needed to do. So, uh, I like that. I, I, and of course that's, that's not just this watch. It's any cellular watch that could do that. But, um, yeah, that, this, that of course happened to be the one that was on my wrist and it is, uh, it's really nice. (laughs) And I, I quite like it now that I have it and have been wearing it for quite some time. Um, and I am looking forward to kind of really putting it through its paces later. Um, Rosemary Orchard, my co-host on iOS today, uh, she came up with the great idea with the action button to basically make a contextual, um, action button using shortcuts because you can, of course, and I think uh, you you know this, it, you, the action button can be programmed to do a number of things. One is to turn on the flashlight on the Apple Watch. Um, another is to set different waypoints as you're hiking, and then you can trigger shortcuts. And so instead of just creating a shortcut and, you know, or having a shortcut that you already have and using the action button to trigger it, um, she came up with a great idea that you can have it be location based or time based or uh it, you know focus based so that's any number of of contexts that then will change what that action button might do so you could have it to where if you're at home and you press the action button then it does the thing that you're used to having it do whenever you're at home um which could be like turn on the lights in the living room or something uh and then if you're at work then it activates do not disturb on your devices, something like that. Uh, And then of course can turn it off afterwards. So it was really cool seeing this sort of if then uh, thing play out in 
such a handy way with this one button on the Apple Watch that's just there to be that button that can kind of be the abracadabra, uh, do do what I am feeling in this moment. That's good. Yeah, I, I haven't gone to that level of sophistication. The only thing I automated recently was I, I have two shortcuts to start all the apps that I open at the beginning of a workday and another one to close all the apps that I use during a workday. Oh, nice. Um, Does it arrange the windows as well, or is it just because it's remembering how you had them open before, it it puts them where you want them? Yeah, it's just remembering where I had them before. Um, So that's fine. Um, Ideally, (laughs) you know, it'd be a situation where it's like, because one of the things I found out is shortcuts is unsurprisingly uh, not very bright about the execution of that. So if you say quit an app and some for some of these apps like uh, i think it was safari if it's not open it opens safari and then quits it um, oh that's so silly i don't understand why that happened but it was just like here's the window the window's gone and it's like but i had already closed can you not just like check <laughs> and let's see like is the app not running like i don't know do i need to write in the code to like do the looping for that I yeah you'd, you'd think it should be built in but because that's Alas. like the whole sales pitch is like this is easy and it's like is it easy because it also doesn't <laughs> it doesn't parallelize any of them so it'll launch them one at a time um and so it's like uh which is especially funny because two of them like to steal focus from one another uh which is my, one of my least favorite things about it which is part of the reason why i did this because i was like i don't want to have to like click on things while the thing that's stealing focus is launching i just want to like push a button and then they'll fight it out on who has the focus and i can then resume work once it's all done but uh yeah just like they don't none of it plays nicely and they all launch one after the other and it's just like can you just just launch them all just like if i wrote this as like a you know a command line thing and it would just they would all launch in parallel um but uh i i just I, I don't know what it is about me where i'm just like you know what shortcuts i'll give you another chance um and uh <laughs> it lets me down every time i mean it works it hasn't like failed and crapped out like sometimes my weather thing does where uh the thing that puts the weather in my menu bar um mm-hmm. where the query for that sometimes is just like nope can't can't reach it uh here's an error message that doesn't collect it's with all the other error messages and you can't like automatically dismiss and won't collapse into anything. It'll just sit there. Um, and it just happens periodically, random times of the day, no way to diagnose it, no error log, nothing just like it didn't work. Uh, all right. Thanks. Thanks for nothing. That's very yeah. frustrating. Yeah. Um, although, you know, I haven't had as many home issues, uh, as a lot of other people seem to be having these days, knock on wood. Um, but, uh, there's several people I know who have had to like completely remove everything from their, you know, home, disassemble it in the, in the, sorry, not physically remove it, but you know, from the home app and then set it all back up again um, just because their automation stopped working. Uh, but all of mine seem to be working right now. Knock on wood. Uh, I did just reintroduce the smart plug for the Christmas tree back into rotation. So hopefully that doesn't, oh. that doesn't uh, n- knock everything off of its, it's uh kilter but uh i had so much trouble with that yeah i i don't know i wish there was a better way to do it too it's just like can't reach the smart plug for the christmas tree for you know 11 months of the year and it's just like but could you just know that it's the christmas just, can i say it's yeah, the christmas tree archive light? or something <laughs> yeah it yeah. would be so nice to just say i it's i'm gonna use it again i'm just not using it right now but but keep it you know keep it in the back of your mind that'd be mm-hmm. good yeah 
Yeah, uh, for future reference, there will be a Christmas tree there again. There will be a Christmas tree, exactly. Um, well, I, so I was kind of... I, I did some troubleshooting um, because I could... So it started when... Um, uh, Sebastian and I had gone somewhere, and so I uh, pulled out the camera, uh, this Eve camera that I have, plugged it in, and basically this is what I do anytime it's going to be. It was for Thanksgiving, actually, now that I remember, because we were going to be at his family's for a while. And so I like to have the camera on inside of the house whenever we go somewhere for uh, a while. Mm-hmm. And I always use the same Eve camera, plug it in, um, hold down the reset button, it... Uh, resets itself in the camera. It's already removed from my Apple home. Um, And then I scan the thing on the bottom and it adds to my home app and then it's good to go. Done. It would not work. I uh, ended up making us a little bit late trying to get it to work and it just would not work. And then um, come December 1st, I uh, set up the, the tree and I got out the the plug that I use, it's a actually it's a power strip that has three uh, plugs on it that are all independently addressable via HomeKit. And same thing, could not get it to, to add to the system. It would uh, say that it could see it, and then it would try to add it, and then it wouldn't. And I did all of the normal troubleshooting steps that you do. Like, I have Eero, and so there's a, a great feature where you go into troubleshooting in the Eero app, and you say, hey, I'm trying to connect a 2.4 gigahertz item right now, so can you please cool it with the 5 gigahertz radio for the next 10 minutes? And then it will pause the 5 gigahertz radio, and then 2.4 gigahertz devices will connect no problem. That wasn't working. So then I tried to connect it. I uh, there are a f- There's actually one device that I have, and it's a printer that I got in college. And that printer refuses to connect except via WPA, um, Wi-Fi protected <laughs> – or sorry, WPS, Wi-Fi protected setup, which is that BS uh, the, system. The push where you the button one? Yeah, push the button and mm-hmm. make your Wi-Fi vulnerable for the next two minutes while you connect. Um, and – there is one way uh, that the uh, the what's it called airport the airport devices they would work with those uh, WPS things in a more secure way. Um, Eero obviously has no WPS, and so I even have a um, an old Airport Extreme that is plugged into my network as a, a bridge, like as a extender device essentially that only has the 2.4 gigahertz radio turned on and almost only is connected to that printer that needs to have this you know special system in place however i have started because it's it's a subset of my full um router my full you know home network um i can connect 2.4 gigahertz um, Wi-Fi devices to it, and they still show up as part of the system. And so I even tried to get the camera and the plug to connect via that, and it still wasn't working. And so I said, okay, this is clearly not a problem. Well, I said, I don't think this is a problem with the device um, because I have done the factory reset. I've done all of this other stuff, and and also they were working before. And I don't think it's a problem with my Wi-Fi network, uh, because I've done all the things that one needs to do there, I think it might be a problem with my HomeKit home. So I went into the HomeKit app. I tapped plus. I added a new home. 
Um, my main home is called called Petaluma. I've always just done it like whatever city it is in. And so the the main one was called Petaluma. And so then I just added P E two L U M A Petaluma. Um, and I tried to add it via that. It connected immediately. So then I went and found the camera. I plugged it in. Uh, I scanned the code. It connected immediately. So there's some wrongness, some filthy wrongness in my main home kit home setup that is causing it to not be able to add anything else to the system. Um, and so I don't know what's going on there. If at some point, some there's maybe a ghost device or something that still thinks it's connected. And it's I, I have no idea what, you know, the, the specifics of what is causing it. But whatever it is, it can't connect to Petaluma. And it is not that there are too many devices because I don't have that. I maybe have uh, 12 to to 14 uh, devices. And many of those are actually just one HomeKit device. That's the uh, bridge that's connected to my router. So HomeKit really sees that as kind of one thing. My, my point is I've seen uh, on Reddit, and in other places, homes that have a whole heck of a lot more HomeKit devices set up in their app. So it's not that I've reached some cap. There's just some wrongness in my main HomeKit home. And so now I've had to use the secondary home. But it has led to no frustration, which is nice. <laughs> and I think what I'll end up doing is slowly migrate everything over to Petuluma uh, from the main one. But right now, it all just works and so I'm not trying to mess with it uh, because mm-hmm. I don't want to, you know, mess anything up until at least after the holidays, after the tree is put up and the that plug isn't being used or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I can just I just switch back and forth in my phone from Petaluma to Petuluma, uh, depending. And since I have everything in Petuluma, mostly running on automations uh, because it's just like the tree and um, the you know, and then the camera isn't used regularly. It's only whenever we go a place for a long time, those can just sit there and I only need to access them when I do. So yeah, it's um, annoying that I've had to do that, but I was happy to figure out what the heck was the problem after once again, doing hours of different troubleshooting (laughs) to try to figure out what was causing the problem. Uh, But that's what you do. You, you poke it until it works. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) That's what my doctor suggested anyway. Mm, I don't know about that one. Uh, but yeah, my some sort of similar frustrations. I, I think, unfortunately, the root of several of these problems is probably Eero. Um, but uh, yeah, I just I don't I don't I blah. <laughs> the, the 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 one complaint that I have um is something that happened when we were traveling, and that is uh something that happens even when I'm home but is less of a problem is that the few iHome switches that I have, uh, which were the first smart plugs that I had purchased, those ones, if Eero is updated and restarts, they never connect again to the Eero. So if it happens when lights are on, then those lights just stay on and they don't turn off. And if it happens when lights are off, then those lights are off and they don't turn on because um, the devices become unresponsive. Uh, and the same thing doesn't happen to the Wemo plugs that I have. Um, those ones will rejoin the network once it has restarted from Nero update. Uh, and I don't know why that is. Um, it doesn't seem like there's any rhyme or reason to it other than 
during network restart. Um, Cause I think maybe that the, some of it is the mixed 2.45 gigahertz situation that Eero has. Mm-hmm. Maybe the, it doesn't restart the 2.4 for those devices. Oh yeah. Um, I can see that. Cause I'm thinking that they're so old, they're probably 2.4 only. Um, and then, you know, which is another thing that I absolutely hate is when you get a new device and it's just like, please only use this on a 2.4 gigahertz Wi-Fi network. It's only tested to work with that. And it's just like, I, I can't like who lives in that world anymore. Uh, we all have, <laughs> we all have multi gigahertz, you know, bandwidth households these days. Um, you need to be a little more flexible than that device. But uh, so anyway, the, one of the uh, smart home switches that I have uh, that still uses that is the Christmas tree. So I'm hoping that when we go away for the holidays, that it just doesn't crap out uh, during an Eero update. Um, and I don't want to turn off Eero updates while we're gone. Cause what if there's like some major security thing? Like you want right. that? That's more important than the smart switch turning on and off, but it's just dumb. Cause then you have to unplug the thing physically and then plug it back in. And then it's like, Oh, there's a network. I can join the network. And it's like, okay, thank you. I don't know why I have to do that. But, uh, you know, that's the that's what we got. And speaking of traveling, you did jog my memory that there was one device that we purchased for travel. Uh, Jason had read about the uh, luggage going missing in Heathrow and people not knowing where their stuff was recently. Um, it was, you know, last month or whatever, or early November, things were having some problems. And so one of the, uh, you know, travel writers would recommend like, Oh, just drop an air tag. in." so he said, we should get air tags. And we got that pack of four. Um, and, uh, just the entire time thinking, Oh no, all the bad things that happened to Mike are going to happen to me. Um, and I put the, <laughs> air tags in our luggage um and sure enough none of our luggage disappeared we didn't have to actually use the air tags for their intended purpose but we got to experience what it's like to use air tags um and let's just say the person who wanted to buy the air tags was not a fan of how air, <laughs> air tags actually work uh why why does it keep saying this every time i walk away it says you've left this device behind and it, it's like I, I but i left my luggage in the hotel room i'm always gonna leave it in the hotel room and i'm like you have to hit the thing that says ignore this and he's like but they, it, i have to hit it for the other one and i'm like yeah just just do it once and then we're gonna be at this hotel for five days like say ignore this location um and then when you go to the next hotel we'll just say the same thing again uh, and he, he didn't want to and i was like just give me your phone and <laughs> just did it for him but it was just like it, the minor friction of how those devices alert you to being left behind is so weird uh it is it is yeah because it's it it makes it sound like something bad has happened but nothing bad happened the way you know it was it was left behind um intentionally you just have no way of i guess understanding that you need to communicate that with the device and the flow for it is just a little it takes some getting used to if you're not if you're not somebody who's used to trying to explain to computers what your intentions are because you have to it doesn't know why you left it you have to tell it why you left it um so you know that was that was that that was annoying uh and then there was a the Yuffie security fiasco that happened while we were away and it's like yeah. well oh just thinking about my cameras. <laughs> just thinking about all my cameras. Um, and uh, one of one of my Yuffies, uh, we, we just got one um, 
prior to the trip to put in the office area that I have um, because that area has uh, door sensors, motion sensors, other things, you know, but it was just like, just to be extra sure, let's have a camera in there. And of course, this is pre-security fiasco. Uh, and then uh, minor problem, um, the uh, person detection identified my chair as a human being only when the automation to turn on the office light would turn on the office light. Uh, and so I was like, oh, that's bad. And because I was on Europe time, the alarm went off for three hours and no one did anything. Uh, so oh, shoot. that was also not encouraging, but uh, I guess a relief because uh, <laughs> nobody like broke down a door or anything. Um, but the uh, I had to adjust that. And so in the settings, I was like, okay, so d- d- turn off human detection completely, just motion detection. Well, turning on the light also counts as motion detection um so i don't know why but uh apparently just the the act of illumination uh is motion um and there was nothing i could do to like not make it do that other than yeah you can't say hey be smart enough to know that when the light comes on that doesn't mean that you should you know that's they're basically they're using the uh lesser the least no, because they're they're far they're far less expensive options, but they are using one of the less expensive options for doing motion detection, and that is basically look for a change in light because that is uh, going to give you some understanding of something moving or passing in front of mm-hmm. the sensor, and so because they use that kind instead of the um, infrared kind, then. Yeah, there's no way to say, hey, no, that's just the light turning on. It'd be nice if you could say, um, look out for an automation where I'm having the lights turn on and don't let that be the thing yeah. <laughs> that uh, triggers it. I mean, this is another one of those things about Yuffie that's a little misleading if you're purchasing the product is uh, it works with HomeKit Secure Video. It does not work with automation um, for anything as far as I know. And yeah. uh, I don't want to use it with HomeKit Secure Video because HomeKit Secure Video is one of those Apple things where they shipped something that is broken and doesn't really work very well <laughs> and are not going to get back to it anytime soon. Um, so uh, I, I'm just using the the Eufy version of it, which apparently you can look at in VLC if you get the special URL. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm yeah. hoping because they still haven't really addressed that. They addressed the other concern about why it l- looked as though people's uh, images were being sent online, uh, even though they're supposed to be device to device. And it made sense. Uh, that's just how push notifications work. Um you do need some sort of server that does the push notification system. So those photos are being sent to the AWS instance and then pushed to the phone to be able to show you those thumbnails. So if you don't use the thumbnails, then you don't have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. And they answered that and they answered it in great detail. But the bigger issue of being able to see a stream by figuring out the right um, URL, if you have the serial number for the camera, mm-hmm. um, that is 
bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, that needs to be figured out and answered. And I hope that they are internally scrambling to make it happen because I know The Verge was very angry because they've recommended these cameras in the past. And so it makes all of them look bad. And so their piece on it was scathing. Um, and I talked about it on the tech guy last, last Saturday, and I feel the same way because I've recommended and use Eufy cameras as well. And in fact, I think I got, um, or I mean, not, I think I, I did, I got my sister, uh, or I suggested it to my sister whenever she was looking for baby monitors because they make a great camera that works as a baby monitor as well. And it, the same thing applies here. This is, you know, you, you want to be able to, to have some faith that a company who puts uh, on their website and their terms of use and their privacy policies and all this stuff, this is what we do, this is what you can expect. If we can't ever believe that, then we shouldn't be using any of it, uh, obviously. And so you want to be able to find that balance. And now Wise and Eufy have both um, let me down. Mm. personally and professionally, frankly. Yeah. And it's frustrating. Yeah, and with, I will say, I am still using the Yuffie cameras that I have because I feel pretty confident that no one has the serial numbers for these devices. And like The Verge said- The, the serial numbers and the know-how, yeah, yeah both. Th- like the, even if you were a determined hacker, you do need that serial number and they're not sequential. So no one can just sort of guess. Type in numbers and guess, yeah. Yeah, they can't increment the number. They can brute force until they find a stream, theoretically. Um, however, uh, I it seems less it, likely that they will be doing that. Um, but, you know, it, it's not the situation where I'm going to be like, please go buy one. Because uh, I don't think that's, yeah, anyone that's should how do I, that. That's, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, um, I'm, I still am planning on using the one that I have because it is a camera that's just in the garage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's just there to, you know, see if anything bad happens, I guess. And it doesn't come into play at any other time. Um, so I, I'm not worried about it because of where it is. And uh, again, as we've pointed out, the stuff that's involved with trying to um, actually access it. And But yes, as we both kind of touched on here, it's not something that's uh, going to be recommended by me anytime soon. So no. I, I'm kind of bummed because now I don't know I have to go. I have to go do a whole load of new research because this is a common question I get on the radio show um, when people are asking for what security cameras uh, they should they should look into. And I'm I'm I have half a mind to say, don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, your security camera should be someone you hire, a human yeah. being. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> this is this is Bob. He's gonna he's gonna watch your house while you're gone. Um. No, but he. <laughs> it it is frustrating too because I. Uh, we made this initial purchase of the Yuffie stuff uh, two years ago because of the reviews at the time and the fact that it didn't require a service and I felt more comfortable that it wasn't really sending things out of the house just willy-nilly. Um, yeah, it was supposed to be local area network yeah. stuff, kind of like old school closed circuit cameras. Mm-hmm. But it is... <sighs> And it is not the same as the wise hack thing um, that happened. No, uh, no, no. Yeah. 
but at the same, but it is, it is not good. Um, and I don't know of any other product where they have a camera system that is not also attached to a service and also still functions with a security system, uh, connected security system. So mm-hmm. like these cameras are part of the other security features of this home. Um, right. It's all one full system, which is nice. <laughs> yeah. In theory. Um, but yeah, exactly. If, if I were to replace this, I would want to replace it with another full package thing and I'd want it to not be attached to a service. I'd want it to be local storage that I have here too. Um, and so it's just like, well, is there something on that market? And do I just keep waiting to see if Eufy has a solution or an update, uh, software update, the firmware update that they can roll out so that, you know, it, it is actually using some sort of encrypted key instead of just like uh, a URL um, in, based on a serial number. Uh, so dumb. Um, but they took out the thing where people can easily get to doing this. And so it's not fixed. It's just like harder to uh, it, it, it is less easy to uh, exploit um, currently. Uh, but like you, I've got one in the garage. I disconnected the one that's in my office right now because I'm here. Um, right. And uh, we've got another one that is in the living room to keep an eye on that um, when we're gone. And that one uh, is that's, you know, just, just three cameras I got to replace um, and try to come up with some other solution where it would integrate with another whole home thing. And there's all the sensors and stuff I'd have to yank out. It's just like a big barrier um but at the same time uh is it makes me wary uh and i you know i really wish apple uh would have a better home kit secure video solution uh sometime soon um sooner than like not updating it at all um like the whole thing of it being limited to hd streams and like all that other stuff and it's just like what year is it, guys? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Do you actually use HomeKit Secure Video with your uh, camera that you connect when you go out of town? Uh, yes, but that's mostly because I don't really... I've never relied on the recording stuff. It's it's really just a camera that's there to stream while I'm out so that I can get the motion notifications and uh, the, then, you know, check in on the home. But... Um, I have never used like the full featured HomeKit secure video where you've got lots of videos stored and you can go back and look at them and uh, it'll even make use of uh, facial detection based on your photos library and all this other stuff that it's supposed to be able to do. Um, I just have not not tried it. uh, So I'm not sure the current state of it, to be honest, Um, Mm -hmm. outside of just giving me a way to connect and stream what's on the camera whenever I need to. Yeah. And it's mainly to keep an eye on the doggos. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, just make sure they're okay. And um, of course, if I did get a person detection while I was away, then <laughs> I would also be able to check in on that and go, oh my. But yeah, it's it's mostly just to check in on the, the dogs while mm-hmm. we're gone. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully no one who's looking to break into our homes listens to this podcast and understands the <laughs> unique security features of our of our living situation. But uh, yeah. oh, there's yeah. also Bob who I hired. So if you are <laughs> listening, you know, be on the lookout for Bob. He'll get you. Yeah, Bob. Bob. I mean, we're not paying Bob for nothing. So 
exactly. He's there to to crack heads and take names because <laughs> he's got a big club in his hand and he's dressed like a caveman. That I had to pay extra for that, but oh, the costume yeah. seems a bit much, but yeah, I could, I could, he likes it. Yeah, <laughs> or at least he tells me he does. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, you're paying him, so there's a little bit I of a bias. Him. It's true. Yeah, I should have somebody else ask him. Yeah, you should check him hey, the hey, HR Bob? department. Yeah, yes. Actually, I'll have to talk to Mizzy, who runs the HR department, (laughs) and she will let me know if Bob actually likes the caveman costume he wears when he's here to patrol the home while I'm gone. All right. And on that note of patrolling our homes, (laughs) we can bid a fond and fair farewell to our friendly podcast listeners uh as we head into the new year and you guys all uh have a good one um, yeah have a happy holly jolly folks out there mm-hmm. listening and um may your security streams be ever encrypted may your homes be ever kitted and may you look fondly into the new year at lights that turn off at your behest and phones that take your touch when you provide it. Take your touch. Hmm. Take your touch. I couldn't have another way to say <laughs> the screen touches the, the, the touch screen is working perfectly. Okay. <sighs> All right. Uh, yes. Everything Micah said, except maybe that touch thing. Um, <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>